indecent exposure. You were convicted of indecent exposure for the third time. That's exactly what it is there, Poindexter. It is four counts of indecent exposure. You are listening to Indecent Exposure. This is episode number 34. I'm your host, The Mongrel, welcoming you to another great show. And it is a great show. It's packed with some of the most amazing tracks we could find, some brand new, and some that just stand the test of time. We'll be hearing from Larissa Santiago, A Permanent Shadow, Dylan in the Movies, and many more. We'll also be hearing from two individuals who came together as part of a larger group to do something highly unusual in this day and age. Orion Howard and Brian Mixick talk about what went into the opening of the brand spanking new live music venue, Hilo North Adams. Crazy, right? Opening a club in the Netflix and chill era? (laughs) Maybe not, since the space was at capacity for the private opening performance of Izzy Heltai this past Thursday, uh, 8.29. Uh, tickets for shows in the near future are also sold out, so I guess people will get off the couch and get out of the house if you give them some primo entertainment and a cozy place to play. We don't have audio from opening night, but if you go to the show notes for this episode, you can gaze at the photo of Izzy Heltai and his band breaking in the Hilo's brand new stage. And if you do that, well, I spin you Stuck in Stone, off his 2019 EP, Only Yesterday, you might even feel almost like you were there. Too late and a little dumb much, my friend, I fear we 
show the audience space was set up as a like a chill music cafe with small tables and chairs which reduces the maximum capacity but elevates a very intimate mood the band was amped by that i mean they were plugged in but i almost wonder if they had to be the acoustics in the room are just that good angles a lot of wood to absorb sound and of course a really well-designed system permit plenty of volume uh, without pain in the ears at the end of the night. And I think the crowd was, was very appreciative, too, because no one seemed uncomfortable with that level of sound in the room. Mostly, people were just uh, enjoying a great choice for the inaugural band, uh, sitting around and occasionally commenting some version of, holy shit, this, this is a real venue. North Adams has an actual music venue. And I mean, yeah, there are other places to hear music in town, and some of them are, are great. Um, but it's just this, everything about Hilo makes it clear that it's got rock club mojo right down to the cellular level. Like, like it whispers, I have always been here. I have just been waiting to be reincarnated. Of course, it took a little more than bibbity bobbity boo to cleanse 55 Union of the Crystal Museum of Hard Hat Dog Juju that had built up over recent years. Uh, before it could become a soon-to-be-legendary local music spot, first, it had to become a very good property. And we spoke with Brian Mixick and Orion Howard of Very Good Properties to find out just how this venue came to be and what special touches increased the likelihood of long-term success. Now, Orion comes to club ownership by a fairly circuitous route that put him in a position where he could actually make it rain in downtown North Adams. So I actually, I, I, my first uh, look in the Berkshires was 1984 when I actually came up from Maryland, uh, California to Maryland to the Berkshires to go to college. So I was actually at Williams from 84 to 88. And I then ran off to New York City, Boston, and Connecticut in a 20-year career as an uh, oncologist in training and then as an oncologist. 
and eventually came back to the Berkshires in 2008 to Williamstown when I sort of got a cold call from the Cancer Center in Bennington, Vermont, who said they're looking for a medical director for the Cancer Center, and did I have any idea where Bennington, Vermont was? And I said, uh, in fact, I do. And that answer alone was enough to get the offer uh, <laughs> to come there and run the Cancer Center for a decade. Head of oncology for one of the region's leading healthcare systems seems like a pretty sweet deal, right? So why would Howard want to step away from that? A lot of oncologists burn out. I did not want to burn out. I wanted to wind down. And so I found, tried to find some distractions to wind down. And a lot of my friends were doing stuff in North Adams and brought me into the North Adams world. And through a variety of uh, connections, I ended up opening a brewery and then organically through the brewery, a barbecue restaurant, and then organically through the barbecue restaurant, got connected to Brian Mixick and Glenn Maloney, and who had helped me fit out uh, the barbecue restaurant for two of my bartenders at the brewery. And we sort of got to talking about North Adams revitalization and they pitched the idea that we could do a lot more a lot quicker if they didn't have to approach banks about funding new projects and we could instead do it internally. And so I kind of became the banker, if you will, for their burgeoning uh, property redevelopment company. And it went from a two-person company to a three-person company. You may have noticed a pickup truck or two with the logo, Very Good Properties, cruising around North Adams. This is Very Good Properties. This is Very Good. Yes, exactly. So Glenn is a, is a uh, real estate agent. Brian's a contractor. And I'm a guy who maybe has some uh, common sense and, and some money behind me and sort of have taken some of the success of the brewery and the barbecue and said, let's let's keep building this momentum, and uh, and so have helped Brian and Glenn take on you know sort of five or six simultaneous projects instead of sort of one at a time, um, which is good because North Adams really is surging, and it and it's good that we got a lot of projects going at the same time because it's getting harder and harder to find you know low priced empty property to buy. So with AOK Barbecue, you've got to eat. And with Bright Ideas Brewing, you've got the drink. So what's missing? Well, probably the be merry part of the equation. But what was kind of missing was that sort of mid-range, you know, rock venue. Um, the place that can hold 100, you know, people seated or 200 people standing and sort of be both the neighborhood place and the sort of mid-sized rock venue. Brian Mixick, one of his partners, agrees. And it's one of the things he says he noticed immediately upon arrival here in North Adams years ago. I always thought that it was weird that, you know, college towns didn't have a music venue. Because I don't think I've ever been in a college town that doesn't have a music venue. And so we, my wife and I moved here like 15 years ago, and that was just something that stood out. There's places that people play music, but there isn't a dedicated place sound and lights and right um, and so that's always been in the back of my mind and then my partners at very good properties Orion Howard and Glenn Maloney we bought a building on Ashland Street in North Adams uh, that I pitched doing a music venue there to them and they liked it and we started putting the whole thing together we had drawings we 
met Joe Bowman, who now is going to operate this, and we're going to do this over on Ashland Street. And then this building kind of fell in our lap um, for fairly cheap. Um, and it already had a sprinkler system, which is like the single yeah. most expensive thing uh, in a project like this. Uh, so we switched over here, and it's also a good spot. We're in an industrial zone, directly outside of the central business district zone, right? So right out of downtown, but in an industrial zone. It's a perfect spot to be loud, basically. <laughs> so they've got a brilliant idea, a great location, and an audience. Why hasn't this been done before? I mean, why hasn't there been some version of a Hilo uh, created to fill that need uh, in the last, say, 10 years? Well, I mean, it's fairly capital intensive to do it correctly, right? Um, so that's the major stumbling point for, I think, anyone is just coming up with the money. Um, but also putting together a team that knows how to do everything, right? Joe runs a successful bar in Pittsfield, and he has for years, so he knows how to do it. Jen Kroll, who handles our booking, has been doing it for years. She was a tour manager for Grace Potter and the Nocturnals and knows the scene and knows the, the, the agents and the venues, and she knows it all, right? And um, Thomas Lewis, who books our, our, our comedy, he books successful comedy shows, right? Um, so putting all of those things together, having the money, having the place, right? Having the vision, having the team, that's a lot to put together, right? It's a lot to put together. This is two solid years of, of this project, right? To get to this point. And there's a year and a half before you ever swing a hammer. Tons of planning, buckets of sweat equity, and of course, wheelbarrows full of cash. You'd probably expect that amazing amounts of market research went into every last minute detail about what Hilo was going to be. I, I, I think it was this was purely instinct. Um, and and again, I'll give credit to Brian. I mean, I think this was Brian's, you know, in, instinct. We'll find out whether it's the right instinct, um, you know, in a, in a couple months here. But I, I really feel it is. I. I have sort of devoted my entrepreneurship in North Adams to partnering with people who have a vision that I agree with, like, and, and want to foster. And, you know, again, for the brewery, it, it was, it was Joe Thompson, Eric Kearns, myself for the barbecue. It was, you know, Aaron and Alex for this. It's, it's Brian. Again, Glenn and I are completely on board and Joe is completely on board but, but this was Brian's instinct, Brian's enthusiasm that's making this happen. Brian Mixick may be responsible for supplying the instinct and the inspiration for the project, as the entire team at Very Good Properties watches the balance sheet and hopes for Hilo's success. But is it possible that Orion Howard has a more personal reason for hoping that the club takes off, uh, perhaps even going so far as to becoming maybe a regular fixture of an audience member in his own club? No, I mean, the, the answer is, the answer is yes. I mean, I'm the guy who, you know, I mean, I went to Aerosmith last Wednesday. I, I go to the parlor room down in Northampton, which is basically the same kind of venue that we're talking about at Hilo. 
you know, so I go down to the, to the parlor room to see Look Park, which is, you know, Chris Collinwoods from Fountains of Wayne, his new, his new group down there. So I love sort of seeking out that, that midsize, you know, rock uh, concert. And I've had to go historically to Albany or Northampton uh, to see this stuff. And so, so the answer to your question is yes, but I'll also really say that the, you know, the passion for the Hilo project within very good comes from Brian. I mean, Brian's the guy who has, who has wanted to own a small, you know, rock venue uh, seemingly for his entire life. And finally with the purchase of the, you know, the old crystal hard hat museum of dog building, um, finally, you know, that we, we had a place in our armamentarium that was, you know, that was, sort of screamed out rock venue and Brian immediately, you know, seized upon that. Glenn and I were kind of joking the other day that we're, we're fully on board with this, but we're, we're being sort of dragged along for the ride in a pleasant way. Um, it's really Brian's energy for the, for the rock venue part of this and Joe Bowman's energy for the bar end of this that are really making this happen. The enthusiasm, however, is tempered with a fair degree of caution. Brian explained that the entire Hilo team is mindful that North Adams will be watching to see if the club is a good corporate citizen and neighbor. We want to make sure that this is safe. We want to make sure that people aren't overserved and like these things are important to us regardless of the the city, right? And so those things can be handled uh, easily. Usually when places get out of hand, it's their it's their doing. It's their doing. They just keep serving booze, and they keep serving cheap booze, and that's just going to happen <laughs> if you do that, right? And so that's just not going to be the case. I think ticketing will will change things because it just raises the, 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 the price a little bit. And also, our drinks aren't going to be cheap. So no one's going to come here to drink 20 beers. It's just not going to happen. And if they do, they're going to they're gonna get cut off anyways yeah. because we just... This can run successfully without overturning people. Hilo seems to take a, a fairly holistic approach when it comes to considering uh, the needs of the different actors and the, the ecosystem of their venue. And, and that's, that's the audience, that's the staff, that's the, the city, um, their neighbors, and, and certainly the performers uh, who are going to be coming through. Um, there are any number of joints across this country uh, where you know musicians are playing every night of the week that uh, frankly suck uh, when it comes to amenities. Um, no real uh, backstage areas, certainly no dressing rooms or filthy dressing rooms if they've got them. Uh, lousy places to store equipment, uh, unsafe storage of equipment. Um, all kinds of just nightmare scenarios that uh, musicians have to put up with uh, week after week. And it's refreshing uh, to hear Mixic talk about the thought that went into uh, creating a venue that would be attractive enough to musicians uh, all over the country that they would want to make this a stop between either the Pioneer Valley uh, and Albany or, or Boston and and uh, beyond. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how fast word gets around that this is a musician's venue. Being artist friendly, um, we want to attract bands to come here. We want them. We want them to play here, right? So, a big stage that you're not cramped in the corner. We spent a lot of money on sound. We spent a lot of money on lights. Um, 
they load in and load out five feet from the stage, right? We built an apartment upstairs um, that is the green room and a place that they can stay. So in touring bands, come here and stay overnight after their show. So, with all of those bases covered, and more and more acts looking to get booked at Hilo, North Adams, what sort of a performance schedule might we be fortunate enough to see? Right now we're aiming for three touring acts a week, and then we'd love to do, honestly, another two or three uh, local or smaller acts, so we'd love to do as much as humanly possible. Sure. So a lot of this is going to be what the market will bear. Right. 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 So uh, we would love to be having live performances more nights of the week than not. That's what we're aiming for. But a lot of this is going to, we're going to figure this out as we go. When I visited Hilo uh, just a couple of days before the inaugural performance, um, there were hammers swinging, there were drills buzzing away. Uh, it was very difficult to believe that uh, they could possibly get it ready for for the Izzy Hill Tie show. And yet, at the same time, it was clear that uh, a lot of that figuring out that they were doing uh, happened at just a blinding pace. Oh, yeah. I mean, there, was a, there wasn't a speaker up two weeks ago. There wasn't a light up, you know, a week ago. And uh, my understanding is we made 50 tables in the last, you know, three days with, the, with this CNC machine over at Shadowbrook, uh, you know, cabinetry. He designed these little, so there's this giant drawer under the stage, like a two foot tall, you know, 25 foot wide, 10 foot deep drawer. And he literally designed this pop-up table, the fins, the fins of it interlock and they look like an Estes rocket, you know, fins from our childhood rocket days. And then this plywood cut top fits onto the top of the, uh, you know, onto the X on the top of these fins. And it's basically a table that can be assembled in 30 seconds and stowed under this giant drawer. You pull out the bottom of the stage and you basically have 50 tables that can pop up. And, you know, that those didn't exist five days ago. I think Brian did a prototype, a prototype four weeks ago. And now we have 50 tables, uh, you know, that can come out and make this a seated, you know, venue instead of a stage. I mean, that, that's so, so just the, the, and this is the positive thing of very good having a crew of like, you know, up to 10 guys, right, is that you can then devote the whole crew to something like this and make things happen really quickly. Well, Ryan Howard is clearly proud of this newest member of the Very Good Properties family. And one of the things that seems to please him the most about it is that despite all of the design and, and the planning that went into the creation of Hilo North Adams, there's something about its birth, its genesis, that was still raw. Not left to chance, maybe, but to happy accident. And in a way, the spirit of this new venue for music of all kinds and comedy and who knows what else, matches the spirit of renewal here in North County today. And it's also it's also really nice that the expertise is not, you know, uber developed, right? So you have the expertise to do this and you have the expertise to move on a dime, but you also don't have anybody here who's done a rock venue before. And so you don't have this like, oh, here's the way to do it. Here's what's, you know, some of this is like just wonderful creative uh, mistakes, right? That just, that happen that make this, that, that they're going to make this place unique. It's not going to be like, quite like anything else. You know, the parlor room in Northampton is fantastic. Um, but the guy who owns the parlor room has done music venues for his whole life. You knew it was going to be fantastic when it, when it kind of opened. This is going to be organic and fun and, and kind of true to the sort of whole spirit of North Adams right now. 
More lies, more troops for deployment. I thought I heard him say that the war was ended. Guess what they meant was the war was extended. Everything is the same except for more unemployment. More lies, more troops for deployment. I thought I heard him say that the war was ended. Guess what they meant was the war was extended. Left puppet instead of right puppet. If I talk about change, everything is the same. Left puppet instead of right puppet. Then I talk about change, everything is the same. Keep us left puppet instead of right puppet. Then I talk about change, everything is the same. Keep us left puppet instead of right puppet. Then I talk about change, everything is the same. Soy tu niñera 
just heard Brazilian artist Larissa Santiago with her brand new single, No Soy Tu Niñera, uh, which happens to be the very first single she's released in Spanish uh, rather than her native language of Portuguese. Um, the translation, by the way, happens to be roughly, <laughs> I'm not your babysitter. Um, before that, we heard Chocazoba Fonquestra with Puppets off of their 2012 EP Illusion of Choice. Um, and all I can say about Shokozoba is that if you're not going to see them really, really, really soon, you may get a chance to see them in uh, Pittsfield at the Colonial in September. So there you go. That's all I'm going to say. Up next, we have, um, we've got a long set of, of awesome tunes. Uh, we've got A Permanent Shadow with Empty off Songs of Loss, which is, uh, I think it was last year's uh, release. Jimmy Layton with Eruption off his brand new Fortunes of a Misspent Youth. And again, a brand new track from Burn Holiday, Royal Bones off of their their LP Memento, right here on Indecent Exposure. When I said no You said stop When I said go You needed space When I wanted time You called yours All that was mine You told lies about the truth You were black When I was blue You flew into the sun While I was on the moon You But you're gone too soon I guess there was no common ground I was lost while you were found You were always drawn to among us tonight for the first time may be wondering what is going to happen now. I will tell them, before proceeding to the mysteries which are only for the initiate, 
It is, of course, necessary for the minds and souls of us all to become purged and to be made clean. I'm therefore going to ask anyone here who is not in tune with us to submit to a very simple process of control.
Bones from Burn Holiday off their very, very new release, Memento. Tell me, my indecent hordes, did you submit to a very simple process of control? Has your mind been made clean? Are you in tune with us? <laughs> I hope so, because if you haven't by now, you're never gonna. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, coming up next, we have our Take Us Home set. Uh, we've got the Cass Clayton band, and doesn't make sense off of, again, a brand new uh, release, Play Nice. Um, after that, we're gonna hear from the band Trenselva and People. Uh, off Dizzy Blue Reflection, which is actually a 2010 release, and I'm 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 gonna hesitate I'm hesitating to give any information because, from what I understand, either one or more members of Transelva has morphed into a new band that's putting out a new album or has just put out a new album. I'm not sure because this song was just submitted to me recently, so I gotta figure out what the hell is going on. But it's a great tune, so. I'm excited to share it with you in one way or the other. And then we're going to close out this show with a new feature. I love new features. I love new segments um, that I'm going to call the back catalog. Now, some of you know, actually probably most of you know, because I talk about it all the time, that um, my very first podcast was back in 2005, um, way back when it was like, you know, you were like uber nerd. Uh, if you were doing a podcast, but uh, way back in 2005, and it was called The Mongols Howl. And it was a very similar show, but it was focused primarily on Boston area indie artists. And um, and it was it was pretty well listened to. And, and I got to, you know, communicate with a bunch of artists um, from the Boston area, some of whom are still at it, some of whom have sort of gone on to, to different lives. Um, but I've decided that I want to find as many of the artists that I either featured or that I knew uh, back in those glory, those halcyon days um, of the early podcast era. And, uh, and I'm going to call it the back catalog. Uh, and I may not be able to reach all of them, um, but we're going to try. I was successful in reaching Dylan in the movies. And we're going to close out August and this show uh, with August Moon off their Feel the Pull album from 2005. And a little bird has told me that um, that there's actually going to be a new release pretty soon. Uh, but I have to stay tuned to, and find out just like everybody else. So uh, let's start off this set again with the Cass Clayton Band and Doesn't Make Sense. Wasn't love 
first You satisfied a thirst Didn't know who was there But I didn't have a prayer The way you move, where are you? Watching you from afar
That was Dylan in the movies with August Moon uh, from way back in 2005. Played for any listeners who might uh, have been around for The Mongrel's Howl, my first podcast. Uh, and I'm pleased and proud to play it for you today. That's And that pretty much wraps up August and that wraps up our show for the week. And uh, our show, which was so close to being perfect, uh, right at the the 60-minute mark. But I just, you know, I keep overshooting by a little, a little bit, a minute or two. (sighs) I try not to talk so much, but, uh, you know, there's so many great things to say. Uh, And and we did have an extended interview uh, in the beginning of the show. So I hope you'll forgive me and join me next week with another episode of Indecent Exposure here at the Greylock Glass Uh, Till then, stay safe, be good to each other, and go easy on yourself.